Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great day. This is the show that celebrates every single day the people who work so hard to make Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, uh, I heard the name Peter Drucker the other day. In fact, I, I've got a quote I'm going to share with you uh, from him uh, here in just a second. But if you don't have a business degree, you probably don't know the name Peter Drucker. But Peter Drucker, if you're take, getting a business degree and you're in management, you, you, studied, you studied Peter Drucker because he's probably the most widely – uh, studied uh, and most one of the most influential uh, uh, thinkers as it relates to management. Um, he's impacted managers worldwide. He said that managers are a function. They have a very distinct function and very distinct responsibilities. And he developed entire models around that that helped all of us. That you know that left school and went into corporate America became a really, really important part of what we did. Um, so Peter Drucker, big, big impact. In fact, he died in 2005. So he uh, he lived a terrific life and had an awesome, awesome impact on business around the world. But one of the things he said is this. If you want to succeed, don't be the expert in what used to work. <laughs> I, I thought that's a pretty good. Don't be an expert in what used to work. Uh, which means you got to innovate. Which means you got to be constantly shifting and thinking about what are your what you know what are your new goals going to be. You know, we if there's a theme to coach you last few days has been we're setting off into a new year. It's a time we're reflecting. It's a time we're thinking about resolutions. It's a time that we're thinking about determination and aspirations. And uh, you know, we got an opportunity to 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 really focus on succeeding. And sometimes. You have to uh, you have to set your goals high and be doggedly determined, and you don't want to find yourself uh, you know weeks months from now not achieving your goals. And uh, this is an opportunity to reflect on that. But when I think about a group in in coastal Mississippi that kind of defined this whole notion of if you want to succeed, don't be the expert in what used to work. It's the hotel motel. A hotel and and and, uh, and lodging association, because they've had to they've had to make tremendous adjustments in the way they do business, not not just in general, just because they're a very progressive industry, but because of COVID and what COVID brought to them. So, I'm uh, looking forward to catching up with my friend Linda Hornsby today, who's the executive director of the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association, and someone I've really enjoyed. You know, she's been a longtime friend, but someone I really enjoy catching up with. How you doing, Linda? I'm doing great. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah. So it's true, though, the, the, the group that you're engaged in, innovation is part of your life, isn't it? Yes. If we learned nothing else from the pandemic, we learned how to improvise. And, and anybody that was thinking of how they did things yesterday, they, <laughs> they were going to. continue to adapt because it was a moving target. 
Well, we lost you there for a second, but we did catch what you said, and that is that you've got to you got to be a you've got to be very very aware of the situation and make adjustments appropriately. And as you pointed out, adapt and adapting means sometimes to innovate, but. Um, that's part of the survival mode you have to go in when you're in a situation like the hotel and lodging lodging business when there's a pandemic. Okay, yeah, Ricky. They there were so many um, um, facets of of the challenges. You know, whether it was the supply chain, which is still happening, staffing still happening, not to the same extent, but. Um, uh, and then the staffing had another element to it that the management was working, you know, triple shifts or the fewer the few employees that they did have were having to work overtime. Well, that's very costly. It's very. Yeah. And so, so when you look, you're a very numbers oriented person. You, <laughs> you study the numbers big time. So at a very high level, what do the numbers tell you about how? the um, hotel and, and lodging you know industry is doing these days well these days uh, if you if you look nationwide and internationally it it's doing great mainly because when, when they compare year over year but you know when you're especially internationally when you're comparing year over year last year a lot of those countries were closed and so and so we're on we on the coast and in Mississippi are experiencing just the opposite of that because we did so phenomenally in um, occupancy and ADR and RevPAR during 20 and 21 that now we're showing a decline year over year. But that's because all of the rest of the markets are open. And so that that will level out and we'll start seeing some more realistic numbers. So when you do you follow the casino industry very closely? We do. Yes. So doing, how, how are their numbers? <laughs> they're doing great. They are doing better than expected. And, you know, we couldn't be happier because everybody benefits from that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, no doubt. What's interesting is and we've had these conversations many times. But if you just as a, as a point of reflection and, and, and reminder, that we had all this, of course, the pandemic was happening, and we had this money that was coming into the community that was helping, especially people who were temporarily out of jobs. So just just a, a mountain of money coming into the community, and uh, and that helped kind of spur along people. A lot of pent up demand. People wanted to go wanted to go somewhere. A lot of people doing drive in because they felt safe doing it that way. But you know, a lot of wonderment about once that money ran out. What was the impact going to be? How much of a sort of a downturn would we see on on the heels of all that? Do you have a concern about that today? What do you see going forward? Well, no, I think I think when we level out, we will still be um, better than we were, mainly because we were exposed to new markets that had not been here or had not been here in the last several years. And so this this showed them not only, it reminded them that we're here, but it reminded them of what we have here. And so um, that was a nice reminder. Uh, it, it will, I think time will tell in the next six months, we'll be able to see, you know, if we're, if we're, rising above 2019 or 18. I forget what the benchmark year is anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but Linda, what's interesting, what's interesting about um, 
what you just said, and that was one of the goals going into this. The, the goal going into this was there are a lot of people who are looking for a safe place to visit that they can go to in their car. And so there was a lot of marketing around going to go. We always did a little bit of this. Obviously we always, we were always focused on the drive-in market since so many other people who visit here were in cars, but we doubled down on that. We used a lot of our marketing dollars to do that. The casinos got really focused on that as well. We knew going into that, we were going to introduce this market to people who have not been here before. This is the point you just made. And the reverberation that happens around that, the, the the word of mouth, the sharing the experience, telling their friends and family, man, there's a lot to be said for that reverberation, isn't there? Yeah, our presence on social media just greatly enhanced because because of people that were here and, you know, sharing it with their friends and with their followers and, and everyone else. So, um, so yeah, and once everybody went back to work and back, you know, from our markets that we were drawing from and the money ran, then it started being, you know, more telling. But I even at the end of last year, we were doing well. It's just that now everybody's open. And so we're going to see some leveling off. But I do think we're going to have gained. I do think we're going to have seen a gain. One of the things that you do, and you can you can help people understand what this benchmark is, but you're able to look at rates. You're able to look at rates in very specific ways. Tell about the analysis that you do, and what does it tell you about, about how we're doing? Well, our rates are are have increased. I mean, they're they're not lower. They're not used to be a day whenever occupancy dropped. Boy, they dropped the rates real quick, and that is not happening anymore. You've got revenue yield managers that are that are uh, in in management now, and they know how to work those numbers hourly. Hourly, not daily, not weekly, hourly. And so um, they know how to make them work. So the, the ADR, the average daily rate, has not dropped um, like it would have pre, you know, in 10 years ago. And uh, RevPAR, they're, they're selling the right number of rooms uh, at the right price, which is, that's the most important. Not only to the hotels, but also to the people who benefit from the hotel room taxes, you know, because it keeps that revenue up. That's so good to hear. <laughs> so good to hear. You know, I've talked to you know, some attractions in coastal Mississippi have seen a downturn. Some have continued to see really solid numbers. Um, I think, okay, we're coming to the end of the segment, but when we come back on the other side, I'm curious about what your thoughts about um, the fact that, that, while hotel occupancy may be where we want it to be and that the revenue related to that is where we want it to be, some attractions are maybe doing a little bit better than others. What that, that what that tells me is that maybe they're coming here, but they don't have quite as much disposable income as they had you know, during the, the height of the, of the pandemic. But I'm not sure about that. I'm just curious about what your thoughts are. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Linda Hornsby. or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Hey, by the way, before we go back to Linda Hornsby, to continue our conversation about the Hotel and Lodging Association and um, all the all the measurements and observations that she has, I wanted to uh, to to give a shout out to one of the things. Of course, Cosio comes to you on one hundred three point one FM. We're very active in social media at, at Super Talk Gulf at the Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast page. We're at the Super Talk Mississippi page at Super Talk Mississippi YouTube page. Ricky Matthews slash Cosio has his own page. Um, but man, we get able to get so many numbers, and the level of engagement that we have on our shows is just absolutely setting records. It's incredible how many people are engaged in our show. We're able to to look at we turned the top fans uh, uh, um, functionality on, and we're starting to really begin to understand how how many people are really coming back to Coastview on a regular basis. And recently. Uh, uh, Stacy Waldrop, Dennis Burke, Alan Picard, my brother-in-law, I might add, Mark Smith, and Jan Williams were all identified as top fans. And as we go forward, we'll 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 continue to do that. But the feedback we're getting continues to be incredibly positive. People, uh, you know, they they get a positive message here. We'll tackle issues from time to time um, when we think it's important. But for the most part, this is a show about introducing to you the people that it takes to make this incredible community become what it is today. And and these are aspirational people who are not focused on just accepting where we are today. They don't. The status quo never worked for them. They want to continue to raise the bar. So we're excited about that. And I want to I want to thank you. Of course, we're on podcast platforms. You can you can come to the show however, whenever you want to. Then I appreciate the the feedback that that we're yeah you know, we're reaching our goals of inspiring people to raise the bar for coastal Mississippi. So with that said, let me come back to my friend Linda Hornsby, who has been on the show many times, and she's someone that I really admire. Uh, look forward to, to, to staying in touch with her. But hey, Linda, before we went to break, I mentioned about some attractions are doing better than others. Is it your theory that maybe the disposable income is not quite as high as it was? What you're thinking about that? Well, that's one of the factors, but also the disposable time. Whenever people, especially in our market, Louisiana, they were one of the last states to open up everything. And so people were not working. Well, they were coming here. Yay. And guess when they were coming? They were coming during the weekdays. We saw weekday occupancy soar compared to weekends. And so there's more weekdays than weekends. So, of course, they're going to visit the attractions more during their stay. I mean, we saw them staying, you know, three and four days as opposed to a two-day weekend. So I think that's a factor. I think that... um, a lot of adult, and I don't know what the numbers are on this, but there are some school districts in areas where that we draw from that are going to year-round school, much like the Gulfport School District. Yeah, yeah. And so you can't measure it. You can't compare it with what we did before. You can't compare it to the summer or to, you know, uh, fall break or what, because that has changed. And so that might be some of the, the fall off that some of the attractions are experiencing. Um, I think adult attractions or family attractions, um, you are probably seeing a better upturn like Ship Island excursions. Yeah. You know, 
that's adult and or children. So yeah, yeah, the aquarium, the Mississippi aquarium, yeah. you know, Correct. same same Correct. kind of thing there. Um, hey, so, so for people who may not remember what your association is, why don't let's take a step back for a second and remind people what it is and who's involved in it. Well, we're a nonprofit established in 1930, and um, it, we are made up of hotel owners and managers and casinos, including casino resorts, uh, it, any, anything from a, from a bed and breakfast on up to a, a 2,000 room hotel. And um, we work for the common good of the lodging industry. We also have members that do business with hotels, um, vendors. And, and I will tell you that just yesterday, I got three different contacts from people, uh, two hotels and a vendor uh, asking about membership and they want to get involved. And so, uh, and that was on what is typically a day off, you know, from, from the business standpoint. And so um, we're real, we're real excited about that because word gets around that, Hey, you got to connect with, with your peers. And this is the best way to do that. You're able to share best practices among yourselves. You're you're able to speak with one voice. We are, and that that's actually quite important, isn't it? When you're when you think about potential legislative moves that would be important to your industry, there's not a lot of confusion about who your organization is and who you represent when you're having a conversation with someone in Jackson. Is there? That's correct. And and you know, if ever somebody poses a question or an issue that I'm not familiar with. The answer is one phone call away. I can make one phone call to somebody that owns six hotels in a multitude of levels. And so they're going to answer that question. And I'm going to say, you know, I thought that, but I wasn't sure. And <laughs> so that's it's good to have those resources. Hey, listen, by the way, um, the investment that has been made in, in hotels here in coastal Mississippi has been really dramatic. Yeah. I, I think it's been great to see the, the growth in non-gaming hotels. Um, when you look at that, how much room do we have to grow? Well, if, if you're talking about resort-type operations, they actually add to the market. You know, as a, if you take a, a – a two to 500 room hotel and they have all the resort amenities, they're going to bring more than those two to 500 rooms in as opposed to the same number of rooms being developed by 50 room properties or six, you know, so, so that what we're seeing, the development we're seeing so far is resort type development. And, and that's a good thing. Yeah, like Stewart family and what they're doing right. in Coastal Mississippi. Margaritaville being a great example of that yeah. and the success that they've had. I know there's a, there's some kind of a legal issue they're having there as it relates to the the Ferris wheel. I, I don't know the details of that, but is there any word on when that's going to actually get going? No, I I haven't heard that you know, that it's any different than what it was going to be. But, you know, if there's a glitch, I'm sure they'll work it out. But that's... Yeah. That's a big addition, not only because of what it is, but it's so visual. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really, you know, not, I, okay, For when we came out of mass for Christmas Eve and the lights were on on that, on that Ferris wheel, it's just very dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
in the piece of construction that it was, I mean, you get up close to it and you realize this this is a hefty piece of construction. I know that when people, you know, people wondered when they were erecting it, you know, how's it going to withstand a, a hurricane, for example. But, boy, it's well-built. It's really well-built. And the other perspective I have is when you're in a boat offshore looking back toward coast of Mississippi, it's a, you know, it's a landmark. It's almost like a a, a, a lighthouse, you know. It's pretty yeah. significant. You know, so. whenever, whenever our ki- children were little and we'd drive past a fair that was going on, if we knew we didn't have time to go there, we would point in the other direction for them to look at. Well, there's they, this. their kids are going to see this, and they're going to have to plan a visit to that no there is no doubt about that hey listen I'm, I'm curious about christmas traditions for linda hornsby what does that look like well we we have all the family together for for christmas lunch and um like i said we go we go to christmas eve vigil mass but but we have all the family together and uh usually it's anywhere between 35 and 50 people wow yeah, of course, the Bahanovich clan gets together in a, in a big way, and uh, a lot of traditions related to, as you well know. <laughs> I, 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 gosh, I so remember in the early days of mine and Ann's relationship when we would go over to her mother's and Mr. Pete's house, and all these uh, Yugoslavians would come out, the Croatians now, could come by the house and sing all these uh, Christmas carols in Croatian, yeah. and uh, all, you know, all these pastries and... Gosh, well, there's some great traditions in Biloxi, aren't there? There are. There really are. And and, and it's, I think our kids, uh, they don't take it for granted, but they rely upon it. And th- just knowing it's there. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. So when you approach a New Year's, do you set a bunch of New Year's resolutions for yourself? Well, yes. And, and I decided this year, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to send it to my sister who was, who, whose family was staying here. And, and I'm going to have a list that they're going to, I'm going to ask them to add to what I need to do to, to make it easier and flow better. Are you a list person? I am. I am. You, is your list long? Uh, yeah, it gets it gets longer, and you know I have sub lists. You know, <laughs> clean out a closet. Sometimes it might have be multifaceted, <laughs> but I am very much a list person. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that because as long as I've known you, you've been incredibly effective at what you do. In a lot of ways, I when I think about you, because gosh, you go back to pre-Katrina and then post-Katrina, you're kind of ageless. That's what <laughs> that's the way I would think about you, ageless. That you you just you're always going to be here. That's the way I see you. You know, long time. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's it's so cool to have that that wisdom and friendship that is for sure anyway linda hornsby it's been great to catch up with you my friend thank you so much ricky again yeah congratulations on the success of your organization and uh let let us know if there's anything big happening that you want to you want to communicate to our audience we'd love to have you back you'll be the first to know you bet we'll see you after this break Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.